and welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we are starting our discussion on Bionic Commando. I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, as always, are the homies. First off, we have Trevor. What's going on? We also have Greg. Yo. And last but not least, we have Dante. What's going on? Um, so uh, we're going to be covering Bionic Commando and just uh, to let you guys know, this is Bionic Commando 2009. Uh, I This is my game, uh, so I'm going to kick us off. But uh, just a warning or beforehand, spoilers and all that. But uh, And also, it's kind of confusing because there's been seven games and literally three of them have been called Bionic Commando. So <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's, let's begin. So, uh, Bionic Commando is a Capcom-created action platform game series that has been around for about 25 years. Uh, there are five games and two remakes made, uh, starting with the original arcade game, uh, Bionic Commando, a.k.a. in uh, Japanese it was called Top Secret, and that was in 1987. And the next year it was released to home consoles, so like the original Nintendo, and that one is considered the most widely regarded um that's like the holy grail in the series and uh it's, it's aka in uh japan uh was hitler's resurrection colon top secret um and i think uh, what i read was that they didn't want to i guess trigger people in the united states so they took out any mention of hitler in that game and they changed him to some like super nazi basically um uh, eventually there was a remake for that first game on Game Boy in 1992. And then a uh, sequel was finally released, uh, Bonnet Commando Elite Forces, in 1999 for Game Boy Color. And that was the only Nintendo-published game in the series. Uh, and then a second remake of the original game, like I said, this is the Holy Grail, uh, Bonnet Commando Rearmed was released in 2008 on Xbox Live, Arcade, PlayStation Network, and PC. Uh, this game was developed and published by Capcom in collaboration with the Swedish developer Grin. It was uh, hugely praised by critics and reviewers alike and considered a poster child for how to remake a game while keeping it true to the original. Um, it also served as a prelude to this game, Bada Commander 2009, uh, also uh, developed by um, Grin. <clears throat> it's considered a sequel to the uh, nineteen eight, the original game, the nineteen eighty eight game, uh, has storyline elements taken from Rearmed and was run on Grin's own diesel engine. And uh, this game, uh, it's a you either really <laughs> love it or you really hate it. It's like super polarizing game. Um, and uh, I'm about to be a combo breaker in that case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, just a little bit of background information too on Grin. Uh, some of the other games are, their other games that they developed have been, uh, Ballistics, uh, Bandits, colon, Phoenix Rising. They did, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost, Re- uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter or Graw. They did one and two. They did, uh, Wanted Weapons of Fate and they did that Terminator Salvation game. And, uh, they had five other, games in the works as of I want to say it was 2009 
but they ended up, uh, and some of these games were like a Strider reboot and a Streets of Rage remake, but they ended up shutting down and filing uh, for bankruptcy. Basically, uh, they were saying that they kept getting delayed payments from too many publishers, which basically called an unbearable cash flow situation. So they are no longer. <clears throat> so um, and I, and I guess the reason why I picked this game um I'm a huge uh, Marvel vs. Capcom fan, and I discovered the, the main character, the Bonnet Commando, uh, in that game. So I've been a fan of him as a character since 2011, and uh, I think maybe a year or two after starting to play Marvel vs. Capcom, I wanted to check out some of his games. So I got Bonnet Commando rearmed, and I got this game, and... I immediately loved both games, and then I come to find out that people absolutely hated, hated the uh, reboot. And uh, so I, I was interested to know a lot of people, uh, it didn't sell well, so it's funny that people hate it so much for it not having sold as many co- that many copies. Um, so I think a lot of people were just saying, like, it was a bad game because it didn't sell well versus it being a bad game. And then they had like firsthand experience playing it. So I wanted to hear my homies, uh, uh, ideas and like their take on the, this game and see if I'm just a fan of a really crappy game or not. So <laughs> that was the main reason I chose this game. <clears throat> um, and I guess story wise for this game, I'll be honest, the story is kind of, generic and kind of uh action movie but uh it takes place 10 years after that original game and uh you play major nathan rad spencer a uh, government operative uh for the technical arms and security committee the tasc and uh he has a He's a bionic operative, and what that means is that there are characters in this world that have um, bionic arms or bionic limbs of some sort. So basically, they're super soldiers. And um, there, in this world, there was a uh, big, a pretty large beef between uh, the regular people and the bionics. So uh, the government passed the Bionic Prohibition Act, and people protested and. Uh, there was a lot of violence and then the government ended up declaring martial law and a lot of bionics were arrested or killed or were forced to, uh, they were, they were, they fled the country uh, in fear of being arrested. Um, Spencer and his fellow bionic partner ended up uh, helping two bionics escape this situation and he got caught and was sentenced uh to be executed for treason. So he's basically the start of this game. He's on death row. And um, then uh, there's a huge um, terrorist attack on the city, uh, Ascension City, and uh, this uh, pro-bionic uh, terrorist force known as BioRain claims responsibility. They basically nuked uh, a city in the, and uh, the government has turned to Spencer uh, to help assist the the government against the threat of the bio rain, and 
he ultimately turns them down, but then uh, he's told that they will provide him knowledge of his missing wife, which he hasn't seen for the past 10 years, basically since he's been in prison. So he agrees to help. And that's pretty much the story. Did I, did I miss anything else? Uh, we only played to the first act. So um, we got pretty much. Yeah. I think you pretty much hit all the main points. Yeah. Um, so like I said, a pretty generic story wise, but the cool and like to me, the main crux of this game is the gameplay elements, uh, namely the bionic arm. So I think that is majority of what we're going to talk about. So um, let me kick it to, let me kick it to you, Greg, because you're the only other person that's played this game, right? Yeah. And did you beat it or did you kind of just pick it up? And messed around and then drop it like every other game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I actually beat it when I when I did play it. But, um, yeah, like, so I remember at the time like really liking the game, and I, I think this was like at the time when I was doing a lot of uh, kind of achievement grinding, and I just had this knack for liking just kind of middling games, like, like not that this game's terrible, but like, boy, did a- they have you covered. <laughs> It's it's not like a triple A game or anything, but I, like I really did like the swinging mechanic, and I think that's kind of what drove me to like kind of keep going at the game because I feel like the combat is kind of middle of the road, you know. Um, but just the ability to kind of like go through the environment like that was just to me it was just super fun. Um, so I remember digging it a lot at the time. Like coming back to it now. I'm not as wild as I was about it at the time, but I still am enjoying it, though. All right, and I guess uh, I didn't really fully properly introduce this game. It's a uh, third-person action-adventure game, so there's a lot of uh, traversal in this game with your bionic arm. It has a grapple hook on the end, so there's a lot of, like, swinging around uh, the environment, and uh, combat includes some light shooting and then using abilities uh, that your bionic arm has. Um, yeah. So uh, what about, so Trevor, let's, let's go with you. Cause I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have <laughs> to say. Um, so I guess when you get into the game, first off, how great was this tutorial? <laughs> Bruh. So this tutorial was a lot better than tutorial in um, Metal Gear Rising. Like I think, I think as far as the story goes, them integrating the tutorial into the story, like you know, when they drop you off, you basically don't have your bionic arm yet, and so they kind of tutorialize how to use the weapons and the basics of combat without your bionic arm, and I think that was a a good way to do it as far as the. I don't know the the story itself, how they get there is a little far fetched, but so far um, I'm kind of digging it. I know the bionic arm is a little gimmicky. I can see that. I don't know what if that's mean? one. Of, just it's kind of this game's one trick. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what definitely. the game revolves around, pretty much. Like, like you can I, constantly spam the bionic arm if you want to. But it's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. So like, there's there's like very 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 light shooting in this game, and um, like it, it's kind of. I remember when I first played this game, I was like, "Yo, this reticle is so huge for like when you're running around and you know with your pistol, and it's like, how are you supposed to hit anything?" And then as I was playing, and you you start to, uh, I guess the way they they say it, so he's been without his arm. Uh, presumably all the, the entirety of those 10 years he's been in prison. So he forgot how to use it basically. So as he's progressing through the story, he's remembering how to use uh, and do specific abilities. And so um, he's like, as the story's progressing, he's learning new moves along the way, air quotes. And uh, so he's basically getting more and more options that he can do in combat involving his bionic arm. And uh, it made me realize, like, oh, yeah, like, why do you even need to use guns? Like, let them shoot at you, but you got a bionic arm. So I don't know if it's because I'm playing on hard, but what you're describing seems like the exact opposite of my experience with this game, where the the bionic arm really doesn't get used too much in combat until they taught me how to um, shoot stuff into the air and throw it at enemies. Like, anytime I do that grapple, they immediately throw out that little, like, electric shot. So it's pretty much, like, not even a viable combat option. So 90% of my gameplay is probably, like, well, maybe, like, 85 is with guns. You are playing the worst way possible. (laughs) You you have one move with the bionic arm anyway. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah. I I could see that. Because, like, after after spamming the bionic arm so many times, it's kind of like there's got to be a little bit more difficulty to this. But now that you mention it, if they do keep on using that electric shot, then it kind of limits it. You literally have to go immediately into the zip thing otherwise you're going to get messed up and you can only get like hit once or twice before you die well what you can all right so um you say that 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 kite ability is that what you're talking about so he he has an ability where he grapples onto an enemy and he kind of whips them up in the air and from there they're kind of free falling so he can shoot them or he can throw them at somebody else is that is that the ability you said that kind of tribute or made combat a little bit easier? Um, the one ability that I use with the bionic arm is where you you latch onto them and then you zip over to them quickly and knock them down. Oh, you jump kick them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I think that you kind of have to think about this game in like multiple ranges. So, um assuming that they are further away, you can kind of like, there are a lot, like there are a lot of interactable elements that you have around you as you're going. So while you're at a long range where your guns wouldn't work, you can start throwing cars and rocks and stuff at them, or you can do the uppercut and jump kick it towards them as well. So you have a couple of different options that way at a further range and then as you get closer, um, you can start using that zip jump that you're talking about. Or even like if, if they're if you are undetected and you can get you can like swing above them and do his bonnet bomber, the little ground slam attack that he has, and you can kind of initiate that way. 
So I think it just depends on like the range that you're at, how effective the bionic arm is. Because I, I will admit, yes, up close, you don't want to like walk around and look for interactable elements in the thing. You just want to, you know, kill them. So obviously using your gun up close is a lot better. Okay. So I guess I just want to pose this question to the group in general. Like, um, I would personally, I agree that it's an action adventure game, but combat, I would call it a third person shooter. Yeah, I would, I would say I disagree. That. Uh, well, okay, so you're saying that, I guess, your argument like, is basically... To the extent that Vanquish was, this is a third-person shooter, at least. I, I find myself, <laughs> myself doing more melee actions in Vanquish than I did in this game. Well, so I guess... Alright, so how's everybody else playing it? Because typically the way that I played it was I would kind of... Like, my first option was I was either trying to do Death From Above just to try and, like, clear out as many enemies as I could. Come in, shoot some people, take a little bit of damage, like, zip away. And then, like, once you start getting the abilities to kind of, you know, uh, throw items at, uh, or throw stuff at the enemies, and I started using that a little bit more. But it was still generally kind of get in, like, shoot some people, get away, try and set something else up, and then go back in. Um, uh... I'd be interested to know too. So, like, I guess one other thing we have to talk about is the gun upgrade system in this game to the challenges. And have you been working and up upgrading your guns that way, Dante? Is is that wait what? Yeah, there's challenges that when you do them, they unlock upgrades for their. I, I think it's only for that pistol. But I don't know if no, it no, it's every single, every now. single. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I thought I was unlocking them for the pistol. I just didn't pay attention to the. Yeah, I said Metal Gear Rising didn't tell you anything. Uh, I mean, you probably unlock them automatically, though. Well, yeah, you, you, do. you unlock them. You unlock them, but you have to know what to do in order to upgrade. You know what I'm saying so, like, yeah. So, what what guns are you using right now? Uh, there's the pistol. There's the uh, you. You always have a pistol and grenade, and then you can kind of cycle between a special weapon that has uh, limited ammo and like right now where we're at those are a like a shotgun a grenade launcher a lock-on missile launcher or like a assault rifle and the sniper i think a sniper rifle and the sniper and the sniper okay yeah so um and and it actually does say something it it tells you what and it's probably because you haven't done a challenge yet that the thing hasn't popped up but like when the when you first start the game it says melee an enemy to death or something along those lines so when you do it the first time you hit back on the um or are you you playing on pc or dante yeah i'm on pc there there's whatever your options uh button is you can see challenges and uh, you can go over to active challenges and you can literally like there's one to get uh 30 headshots with the pistol. And um, once you do that, then it like you get an upgrade for the pistol or an upgrade to your armor or something along those lines. So like I'm like many tiers deep in a couple of different weapons where it's like uh, I've killed three people with a grenade. I've one grenade. I've killed four people with one grenade. So now I'm at the challenge to kill five people with one grenade. There's a challenge to like use your lock on rocket launcher while you're zipping and kill people while you're zipping. There's a challenge to kill three people with one Bonic Bomber. There's a challenge to uh, kill 
three enemies with one uh, grenade launcher blast. So there's just a lot of different challenges in the game. And, and what that does is it's almost like, in a sense, like Vanquish, Vanquish kind of rewarded you for sticking with the same guns and like it gave it made them stronger and uh, gave you more accuracy or ammo or whatever. This game, it um, I feel like it does a good job of promoting you using multiple uh, types of weapon loadouts or whatever, and then uh, playing. F- the, at least for me, I guess none of you guys have done it, but playing with certain objectives in mind. So I'm like, okay, I want to do this challenge to upgrade my life or, you know, my bonic armor so I can take more damage. So I need to play with the shotgun and do this little task uh, in my next couple encounters to, you know, kill enough enemies to have leveled this gun up or whatever. When uh when I played it for the first time on 3.6, I was just doing it because it was achievements in there. But, like, now not so much, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, I do like that idea of how they handle upgrades because I think Wolfenstein, the new order did it that way too, where basically you unlock upgrades to kind of using the weapons and stuff. I mean, it's just as, it's as simple as like, even like related to call of duty, you know, like, oh, you get 50 headshots with call of duty. And like, what you're doing is you're either getting an aesthetic thing, like a new skin for the gun, or you're getting like a new site or you know whatever to make the gun a little bit better that's essentially what this is it's it's making uh your gun either have more accuracy or do more damage or it literally gives you more armor which means you can take more damage i i kind of wish that they had something game related um tied to the collectibles because i think that's a fun part of the game just trying to like navigate to get those but you don't really have a whole lot of incentive to actually do it yeah, there doesn't feel like there's any worth to them, quote-unquote. There is not any worth to them, and unfortunately, I'm blinded by my enjoyment <laughs> of this game, and I'm shooting to do all the collectibles. And let me tell you, that is a struggle, because um, the way this game is set up is it's segmented off into sections, and each section is maybe five to, well, 10 to 20 minutes long. And yeah, each, I don't even think some of them are that long, like maybe and, five minutes. Yeah, okay, so five to 15 minutes long, 20 minutes long. And there are usually three to eight collectibles in any section. And uh, they are super, they stand out a lot in contrast with the way the world looks. But um, So they're super easy to see but they can be difficult getting there because a lot of what you're doing is using the swing mechanic to traverse this environment to get to them. So that's all well and good. Uh, But the issue that I'm running into is like some of these collectibles take like a, a, a high amount of skill with utilizing the bonic arm for swinging around and just getting around in the world that, um, that you don't learn playing the game. Like the game doesn't necessarily teach you how to use the bionic arm besides swinging and just getting your timing down to have your most amount of momentum. And it is really simple uh, to, to do, but I think it's very hard to master. And so some of these collectibles, like you're literally like will swing out on a mine and there's nothing like there's nothing around you to grapple onto after this mine. So you gotta swing out, get the collectible, quickly do uh, a 180, 
and start, you know, getting gaining your momentum the other way before you fall into water or die. It's like, oh, if you, you know, mess up this thing and don't get it just right, then you die. And when you die, you start back at the checkpoint. But since these are so short, a lot of times you just start at the beginning of the level, that, that section and you lost all your progress. The enemies you killed didn't, like, they're back alive. You have the same guns you had when you first got to that point, And you have to collect all the collectibles that you had already previously collected. So there was literally one section that I was on where it took me 45 minutes. It had seven collectibles on it. And I kept messing up on the very last collectible and dying. And I had to start that whole section over again. And it was like, it was a pretty easy section, but like, like I said, I spent a good 45 minutes at that section because I, because of the way the game checkpoints your progress. And that was a little frustrating. But I mean, think of all the things you get to show off for it. Exactly. All that concept art. (laughs) Yeah. So this is, um, I would say, I think, what would we say with Vanquished? It was like they had a collectibles, but in our mind, Platinum was showing how ridiculous collectibles are. So the only thing you got out of the collectibles was an achievement. There was no gameplay relevance to it. And this is essentially that as well. Um, uh, You get concept art, like hidden concept art, but and an achievement, but there's nothing like, oh, once you get like half of the collectibles you get this cool gun or anything like that so it's not really that big of a deal but i i wanted to try it and it's been a good test like i it and that's like also like the the bummer about it is like man like they should have put some of these trickier uh swinging parts in the main game so people would really have to get a handle on some of the swinging in order to like progress. But then also you, you don't want to like, Hey, this is the part where people quit playing the game because they can't get any further. So it's a fine line. So I understand why they only kept it for the collectible things, but it is kind of a bummer because like getting around on the level is pretty easy. Personally, I don't know. Have you, have you guys had any issues with it? No, nah, not really. I think it's pretty forgiving as far as if you do mess up on stuff, it's, pretty easy to kind of get your bearings and grab something real quick. What, what are y'all talking about? Y'all didn't, play the, y'all didn't play the level with the snipers? All that water? <laughs> the shallow water? Alright, so that part <laughs> uh, there was a couple times, but I don't think, I think that I may have died like once or twice because I wasn't anywhere near like a building or something I could grapple onto to get out the water, but that only happened a few times. Yeah, they do some, like, silly... So this is, like, a quote-unquote open-world game. It's pretty linear. Like, there's a set path you need to go, but you how you get there is up to you. And um, the, uh, um, the conceits are that because the bionic arm is so heavy, Spencer can't swim. So <laughs> the moment you land in water, you immediately get a gauge uh, that this is rapidly depleting and you have till that gauge is up to get out of the water. Um, so there are a lot of sections so far since, like I said, this place has been nuked that parts of the city are, have been flooded or underwater um, buildings, you know, skyscrapers and things like that. They're like flooded. And so 
you have to swim between buildings and all, all that. And if you mess up, then you fall into the water and you have to quickly, quickly, quickly uh, zip out of it in order to not die. And then because of another conceit is because of the nuclear bomb, there's radiation, uh, like a blue cloud of radiation around the outskirts of most levels. And, uh, and sometimes even like, at a certain height. So if you get too high up or too far off the path, then you start seeing a radioactive symbol showing up on your screen. Your character's taking damage and you have to like quickly get out. So it's like a artificial way of like, uh, acting as it's a call of duty. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Such uh, an old ass video game thing to do. I mean, the game came out when call of duty was a thing, Yeah, like, you know, it's, so I don't I don't blame them, but yeah, it that's mostly honestly radiation has been the the main reason I'm dying, and that's mostly because I'm going for collectibles. They happen to be like on the outskirts and stuff. So sometimes I I die to radiation. <laughs> no, the water is more deadly for me than the snipers. <laughs> and I, I mean, think about it. I, go ahead. Uh, didn't. Like around the time this game came out, were there any other games that had like a swimming mechanic? Because I remember like Assassin's Creed, the very first one, you fell into water. No, I think that was the second one that had water in it. But like when you fell into water, you automatically died. So was that just that was a lot of world games back then? Because I mean, uh, Grand Theft Auto was like that up until San Andreas. So San Andreas was PS2, bro. Uh, I, I know, I know, but hold on, Far Cry Two, because uh, all right, because Far Cry Two came out around that time. I think couldn't you swim in that? You could swim in Far Cry. You could swim in um, Saints Row, I believe. There's a lot of, there's a decent amount that you could swim in. It's Mario like, Sunshine. No excuses then. <laughs> he has a heavy arm. <laughs> I mean, this is like, you know that old commercial that everybody remembers where he's like, oh, we gotta go in and tighten up graphics on level three. Oh, yeah. This was those dudes designing a game and they're like, what can we replace with lava? I I guess that makes sense. They, they, because there's not very many, like, assets, bruh. It's got water (laughs) and it's got destroyed building in water. So there's not really, like, a whole lot of opportunities for you to really just die. So I guess they had to add some challenge some way. Uh, what are you talking so. about? Combat's hard for some of us. <laughs> 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 no, like, I honestly, I, I played this game originally on hard, and I don't really remember, like, what you're going through. Right now I'm just playing on normal because I intended on doing the collectibles and stuff. But I don't know. I, I feel like maybe if you dropped it down a little bit, then you would kind of get to enjoy the game the way I feel it was meant to be played versus trying to brute force it with uh, using guns. But, I mean, I brute forced the last game, so if you want to brute force this game, I understand. Bruh, who said it was hard? I didn't even say that. I thought you were saying you kept dying, you couldn't use the bionic... uh... I said I couldn't use a bionic arm. I didn't say Uh, I was dying. Okay, okay. My bad. Uh, So, I guess... I died a decent amount. I'm... I mean, I'm not dying a ton, but at least having it on hard, I feel like um, it makes the combat at least somewhat engaging. So yeah, yeah. I have to like, be on I'm, my feet. 
Not gonna lie, uh, are, is everybody else playing on normal? Yeah, yeah. Combat is like that. That's an afterthought, to be honest. Like I'm using combat as an opportunity to do all these challenges and just level stuff up, and just to like. It's really fun to be in combat, but it is not hard. Like I just like whipping enemies across the screen. I like whipping rocks at them. I like jump kicking them and kicking them across. Like it's they're super. I don't know. Combat in this game is like non-existent on the normal difficulty. There's not a threat. Is that is that how you guys perceive it as well? Uh, I feel oh, yeah. like the combat is a lot more. Um, what's the word? It, it's more prominent when you're fighting like aerial enemies, like sure, sure, aircrafts, but not necessarily the foot soldiers. Yeah, the the foot soldiers are super trivial and they're they're not hard. But then you fight when you fight armored enemies, like the, that big the, the biomechs, the, yeah. the the dudes on the ground with the shield or the the helicopters. They're more of a threat, and they actually have like a legitimate life bar. They take more than two hits to die, and I. I like fighting those as well because, like, and that and those instances, I do use my guns, and I also like try to swing and bonic uh, bomber them. And I, I don't know, I, I still like when you fight grunts. It's like, how am I going to take you down? Like, what do I feel like doing now? And you kind of feel like a god. <laughs> but uh, when you fight against like the the mechs and stuff, it's a little bit more on even playing ground. Granted, I'm never like, oh, I'm going to die or anything. But like, oh, they they do do more damage, and I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta back up right now. I'm going in too hard. Um, so was I the only one that was doing the challenge stuff though with the weapons? No, I was doing them too. A lot of them I ended up getting just you know by playing the game. Some of them weren't even that difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. But when they did pop up, you know, I would check them every now and then, and you know, I would. I would at least make an attempt to get them. Yeah, I would definitely recommend to the other two. Well, maybe not Greg because he's done it, but I would definitely recommend you try check that out, Dante, too, because uh, that would at least give you some type of enjoyment in combat uh, or something else to do in combat, uh, you know, focusing on, like, oh, I'm going to take them out this way or I'm going to take them out this way. It's kind of – it's pretty fun. Like, it's not, like, the most, like – groundbreaking thing you you know that's ever been in a shooter or a game that has shooting but it's pretty it's pretty cool pretty fun not that i don't believe you but i legit spent about five minutes on my phone google searching for this upgrade thing and i could not find a single article or walkthrough or anything that's how that's that's how not you know like people haven't talked about this game online. Yeah, like that's that's true. Like literally whenever I would ever talk to anybody about this game, they would tell me it's a bad game and nobody bought it. And it's like uh one of those two things is true. Nobody bought this game, but I don't want to hear or I'm not trying to hear you say it's a bad game if you haven't played it. Uh but yeah, so like here uh I actually have like some numbers up. So this game was released in 2009, and it sold about 27,000 copies in its first month. And uh, their next game, Terminator Salvation, which received way worse reviews, sold 43,000. So I 
I don't know if it was like a marketing thing or like what, but people did not buy this game. And then uh, somebody said that this could end up, I mean, it ended up being Capcom's first major flop in the HD era. So it, it definitely didn't live up to the expectations that were put on the game. When did it come out again? It came out in 2009. So Rearm came out the year before, and that was like a like a a huge success. And um, I think they had Street Fighter in 2009, right? That was another one. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like Rearm came out to rave reviews. Everybody loved it, and it was like a. I mean, it it came out, and they knew, like they they talked about this game in that game, and there's there's a little bit of overlap between uh, Rearmed and uh, uh, this game, where there's there's mentions to it, like you can rock the original skin, the original costume uh, from the first game in this game if you played Rearmed, and like there's a specific gun that you can get. In this game, if you played and beaten the rearmed, and there's a couple other things. So these were like made with each other in mind. But I guess people just they played the first game, they loved it, they saw this game, and it was like vastly different. And I think this was around the same time that they were making quote unquote edgy remakes of your, you know, games you played as a child and like because the other game i can think of is that bomberman game that came out oh god bomberman <laughs> act zero yeah yeah and that was like another like i remember the cover of that game and it's like this here's the edgy you know remake of bomberman and I, I think a lot of people probably incorrectly perceive this the same way because I, I think this game is like a fun cheesy game like uh very much like the original game, but it's just like set in modern video game, you know, setting and like stuff that was going on in 2009 with the open world and all that. It definitely has like a different tone from like rearmed. When this game was released, was it clear that it was a direct sequel? Cause I know you said the character changed, like his appearance changed. See that I mean I honestly I don't know because I was not aware of Bonnet Commando existing until 2011 and I did not get this game until 2012 and that's when I played it and so I don't know what the perception of what of the game was um, when it or- originally released but I do know I do remember hearing about Bonnet Commando rearmed when um that game came out and I remember a lot of people being excited uh, that it was a fun game and everything. And I honestly, there's a lot more even now, like Dante was alluding to not being able to find information on this game. There's a ton of stuff like on rearmed. It's like, night yeah, if day. you search for bionic commando, you, that's literally the first the one that comes up. That goes up. Well, I would say the Game Boy games are, but like if you were to search Bonnet Commando, it's literally, it would say, did you mean rearmed, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that goes along with if whether or not people um, perceive this game as just like a, a spinoff and not necessarily um, a part of the main series. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Because like, honestly, like I said, they this series has been around for 25 years but they've pretty much redrawn from the well. Like, I mean, they remade the original game three times 
and they've only technically made like you know they've done the original then they did a Game Boy sequel to that and then this is the sequel to the remake of the original so it's like it's kind of confusing it's not like a cohesive story honestly and like they've been released so like uh infrequently that I don't think it's something that people keep up with it's you know and just to put that, you said 27,000 in the first month? 27,000, yeah. Yeah, 27,000 number into perspective. Grand Theft Auto Five came out in September of 2013. And I will say with 90% certainty that on a two-week basis, it sells more than that. Literally, probably on a two-week basis, you could add maybe a zero or two. <laughs> Definitely one zero. You could probably add two zeros. Probably. Two point it probably slowed two point seven million in two weeks. I would believe that. No, I'm saying to this very day though. Like Oh, to this very day. Yeah, I think GTA five still in like NPDs like every month. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this game, um, like I said, uh it it's either you love it or you hate it. If you if you even got to play, you know, so I'm I'm interested to see uh, where we all end up on this. Uh, I guess we do need to talk about the the, the boss fight that we ended on too. There, um, for the most part, uh, combat has been a couple grunts, some uh, bio mechs, basically these large dudes in suits or helicopters that shoot at you. But uh, we finally got a chance to, I think our stopping point was right after a actual boss. And uh, what did you guys think about that encounter with the, uh, it was the Boo-Rack, or, right, Boo-Rack helicopter? I guess that's how you say it. How'd you it was a helicopter. How do you feel about it, Greg? <laughs> uh, I liked it. I thought it was kind of cool that you kind of had to, because uh, it, it it's kind of that, that boss fight is kind of like my favorite part of uh, how you play the game is just, you have to kind of constantly be moving, go pick up this, go pick up the rocket, shoot the the other aircrafts. So I, I actually like that boss fight. I don't know if everybody else kind of felt the same way about it. Trevor. Yeah, it, it was different because I played the game, or I played the boss fight, and then after I finished it, went online and watched somebody else play it, and I completely overlooked the the structure that's in the center, like the it's not scaffolding, but like the um, it's a lot of girders. And- yeah, the girders that are um, that are hanging, you can swing around. I didn't utilize those at all. Did you I, use I, the slopes? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You have a bionic arm, dude. Hey, I was just trying to get those those rockets and shoot the plane down. That was all I was thinking about. I wasn't going for style points. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dante? Um, so the boss fight the boss fight was decent. It was a it was a third person shooter type of fight. It was a very just, hey, this boss can take three hits, essentially. Do this thing the first time. We'll make it a little bit more challenging for you the next time, and then a little bit more challenging the next. But structurally, I can't I can't really fault the boss too much. It, 
it wasn't an amazing fight, but it was mechanically sound. Yeah, so I guess uh, you're 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 on a skyscraper that's not fully completed. So there's a lot of like girders and just open face, like there's no walls or anything. So you can kind of zip around on on and off these girders, and this helicopter is just shooting uh, missiles and machine gun fire at you, and you have to swing around to different points and get uh, uh, ammo drops for your rocket launcher, and you basically just have to avoid fire while also like locking on to the. Um, the helicopter and it, it like Dante said, it, it's, a, you know, a third person action game, uh, boss fight. So it just, uh, hit it once gets a little bit more difficult to hit it again, gets a little bit more difficult, hit it again. It's dead. Um, but I, I do think I kind of like Greg said, I played it with the intention on never stop moving. So it was just kind of like, Swing over here, get the ammo, start swinging some more, avoid the fire, uh, swing. And while I'm swinging, make sure I'm looking at the helicopter so I can lock on. And I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it was, it was fun for me. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't a difficult fight or anything, but like, there's not compared to the other combat options and encounters that you have in this game. This was like way, way, uh, more engaging and more fun to me. So this is kind of relevant, kind of not. Are we going to go into like level design and combat encounter design and stuff like that eventually? Sure. you. We can do that if you would like. Okay. I'd like to do that. Let's go. All right. So Bionic Commando 2009 edition is the most inoffensively mediocre game I can think of in recent memory. Like I'm enjoying it and it's kind of upsetting me because I'm like, it shouldn't I shouldn't be enjoying it. I shouldn't have the quality of stuff in it. I shouldn't be. It it's enough so I don't like it's like the podcast game everybody talks about where it's like, oh well I'll have a podcast playing in the background and I'll just kind of do this mindless thing. And that's been 90% of my experience. The um, the gunplay is very, very mediocre in my opinion. The enemy AI is practically non-existent. The level design is literally just buildings and water and caves. And uh... I don't really... Un- like. I, I can't think of one thing that this game does well. Right. It's okay. It's all right. It's oh, all right. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say that I'm with him on majority of that. I will say this is a perfect podcast game. There is This is very, very, very light on the story. Like I probably spent more time describing the story than the game did. Um, I still don't know who Spencer is for real. I just know he's moping like he – He's slightly like bitter about being on death row. I feel like he should be even he should either not care at all or be a lot more bitter, which I would prefer. Sure, sure. Um the the thing that I'm the combat the gunplay in this game is not bad. it's it's bad. Yes, it's <laughs> it's bad. The the it, enemy AI is also bad. Go ahead, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, 
it would be they could not fix all of this, but it would be a lot less apparent if there was just like the slightest hint of soul there, and that's what's really killing me. I don't like the, to say the, that. The, the but best. nobody like the enemies don't react when you shoot them for real, and like everything's just static. The best way I can describe this is this game is very much like Prototype to me. Where I felt like Prototype had no soul. Uh, However, I think the combat in this game is more fun because I think the gunplay in this game is awful. But I think the abilities that you can do, the, the Bionic Arm abilities, make up for that. It's way more fun for me. And just the traversal is way more fun. And I'm going to push back on the environments because, yes, there's a lot of buildings and, yes, there's, like, caves and all that. But I think, like... If you were doing collectible stuff, I feel like you would... I don't know. I have a better appreciation for how things are laid out in this game than you are because you're not doing the collectible stuff. So there are some points in this game where it's like, there's definitely not... Oh, there's a collectible over here? How am I supposed to get to that? And sure enough, you can get to it. It's just a matter of like using the bionic, uh, the, the grappling abilities. So I do think that it's... And it's generic to look at, but when you are in, like, swinging around and traversing, then that's, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that it's, like, oh, just building after buildings. Because there's, like, I'm going to remember this specific swing that I did because that swing was super hard and there's not been another one like that despite the fact that this is just another building. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I wish they made the collectibles worth something. Yes, yes. But, but if if we didn't knock Vanquish for doing that, when we said, you know, Platinum just was, like, poking fun at the whole industry for doing that, then I think it's a little silly to uh, do that for this game. But the difference is Vanquish looked great, so you didn't really have to... Are you saying this game doesn't look good? To, huh? Are you saying this game doesn't look good? I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm just saying it looks generic. Like, the level design itself is very samey. And Vanquish, it gives you an incentive to look around. It's very flashy. It's got a lot of... It's got a really nice color palette to it. It has style, but it is also generic. I I would highly disagree with that, because I can't think of another game that really looks like Vanquish does. I guess environment-wise, I could see... I, I might see kind of where Mark's coming from on that, maybe. And it's not to compare the two, or not saying these are the same types of games, but like of the games that we have discussed on the podcast, these two, unfortunately, are probably like the two that are most similar. And I think Vanquish is a better game overall, but I don't know, like, they both have their own unique way of like traversing, like one is sliding around, one is zipping around, and... I, I am pushing back, though. I, I don't think this game, the environment, is as awful as you say it is. It is very samey, but it is not, like, awful. And I don't know. That, that's how I feel about that. That's fair. All, all I was saying is, if they do, if I would see the light and, like, get all the collectibles, I wish they incentivized me to get the collectibles. Definitely. More, I'm, so not, I'm not actually look around. <laughs> I'm only doing it because I'm a fan. I'm not like, I know, like, I'm going to be like, wow, I just spent, 
I just made this game 50% longer my play, you know, my playthrough just because I did all these stupid collectibles and all I got out of it was this stupid achievement. <laughs> also, I was going to ask, am I the only one disappointed with the lack of variety to the, uh, of the abilities you can do with the bionic arm, I guess? Um, yeah, I guess, um, I guess I kind of wish that they, I totally like, expected more. that to be like, the main thing, like, especially in combat, and from you, from what you guys said, like, your experience with it is completely different, where you use it, using it a lot more in combat scenarios, but at the same time, I felt like I was going to have, like, a full melee system where I could, like, punch, punch. Yeah, and I mean, that's not, that's, I don't want to say it's my fault or the game's fault, because, one, that was, that's just not the game they made, but given the character and given what I had seen of other Bionic Commandos, I just believe that the Bionic Arm was going to be a more versatile thing in this game. It's interesting you have that, because you've played Rearmed, right? I have not. Oh, okay. Because Rearmed, like, this is by far the most... um, ability or power you have with the bionic bionic arm so in rearms your bionic arm you could only i was telling this to trevor and i rearmed one your bionic arm could either shoot at default it shot at a 45 degree angle above you you could hold up to shoot it um straight up or if you held down uh it would shoot straight in front of you so uh the only things that you could use your bionic uh arm to do was to swing around and to block bullets. You could uh, grapple the, the bullets that the enemy shot at you to block them. Um, later on, you could use it to pick up like barrels, explosive barrels, and uh, I think you could use it to pick up enemies, but that was really it. There was no like um, this game has more uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like This game has more things you can do with the bionic arm. So, There's more tools that you're just Yeah, playing. yeah. I, I, and I don't think that you are wrong, but, like, if you compare it to what it was before, this is a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's fair. I can understand that. Um, One other question, which I cannot believe this to be the case. There has to be something I'm just missing. When you're grappled onto something, there's you guys tell me, there's a, some way where you can, like, use more rope or less rope, right? Like, you can move yourself up or down. There's got to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 you can. Yeah, you can. How? I think it's, like, B to reel down. He's playing on PC. I don't know the button, but... Uh... I'm still using a 360 controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it should yeah, be B, yeah. right, to, like, reel out and then, like... The only the way, way you can do it, the only way you can do it if you are already pulled yourself all the way up. So, like, if you just grapple onto something and just, like, like lose momentum and you're just dangling there... You can't let yourself down anymore. You have to pull yourself all the way up first, and then, so basically, you have to reach. You have to be at the top before you can move down. Yes, yes, yes. How do you move to the top? The way you move. You know to what? The I'm going to figure it out now that I know it's a thing. The way you move to the top is if you're holding left trigger, then you tap A and you'll zip. It says zip, and you'll pull yourself all the way up to bring back in your arm, and then from there you can press B to. Retract. 
and basically let yourself have more slack in the in the the wire. Okay, because I hate playing armchair game designer, but I'm like whoever, like whatever team decided not to put that feature in. I, I don't know what to say about them. Just Capcom let them go immediately. Oh my god, dude! We need a. Fl- I goof, guys. I'm telling this. I mean, this is not to you guys as listeners. Had I known that this was going to be like this, I would have had us play rearmed as well. <laughs> so, so one thing that, like, I guess, I guess it, it adds some context to some of the issues in this game as far as like gameplay design. So. We there's no really point to touch on this, I guess, as far as uh, us recording this podcast. But the game had multiplayer, so I think because back then that was one of the things where people were just kind of wasting, you know, design time creating like multiplayer modes for these games that nobody would play. And I think that's part of the reason why the game seems a little kind of like you know middle of the road, um, because I think part of the design time was like spent to build out this whole multiplayer mode that nobody even played. I Do you know if it was local only or was it online? No, it was online, yeah. I actually played like one match in it when, when the game was So up. you're on the top of the leaderboard then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they even, I want to say they had like a multiplayer beta for it whenever the game was uh, like before it came out, but I can't really remember that far back. But yeah, I think part of the Part of one of the issues is they just kind of wasted some design time with that, probably. I could see that. I never played the online for this game, and uh, they also added online to the... Actually, I take that back. They added a co-op, like a a local co-op on Rearmed, and uh, I don't know, like, it's, it's... that was new to that game. I don't think they the original game had uh, co-op, but some of the things that you can do in that game co-op-wise, you wouldn't be able to do in this game. And I'm interested to know, like, Greg, what was the, the multiplayer like for this game? Oh, it was just, like, competitive multiplayer, like, completely pointless. I mean, I guess the, the idea seems kind of cool, but it, I mean... Again, it just kind of, nothing felt right. Like, you obviously know, like, the shooting in this game is not great. And then you try to, like, get eight other people in an environment swinging around doing the same thing. It's not, like, super fun. Hey, actually, you know what? We we haven't heard from Trevor in a little bit. Uh, Trevor, how do you feel about some of the things that Dante had brought up? Because I forgot to ask you, just mostly about the um, level design and just, like, the combat and all that. I mean, remember the water. <laughs> I almost want to say it's it's one of those points where when you have something really good, the only things you can kind of say about it when you critique it are bad things. I don't know if, if that's kind of what Dante's doing. <laughs> He's definitely doing that. <laughs> but I mean, I, I agree with like the, the shooting system because it, it almost feels like an afterthought. And part of me thinks maybe they just added it in because had they not you know, it may have felt just like a, a Spider-Man game, I guess. If you were just using the bionic arm to get around and, and defeat enemies. Yeah, I can see that. I, I remember, like, when I first started playing this game, I'm like, damn, he runs so slow, I wish there was a sprint button. And then I was like, why am I on the ground? And, like, that yeah. being, like, a revelation. And then, like, like 
the revelation for me in this game was like, oh, once you get abilities, then to me, like, I don't really use the guns. And I will say, just to be fair with what Dante was saying, I played a little bit further than we, uh, where we stopped at at this point, and you're still learning abilities after the point we stopped at. So kind of also, like, a rebuttal on that point is, like, not to say that they are the most groundbreaking or you'll use them in combat, but you do learn some more abilities. So uh, there's also that. What I do want to say is there's a good game in here. There, There's the foundations of a great game in this game, I believe. If the shooting was a little bit tighter, like, I like the aiming and I like the actual feel of the guns for the most part it's just the part where the ai doesn't really they don't react utilize yeah they're not up to the task of really giving you an entertaining gunfight if they tighten that up if they polished up the actual traversal mechanics which are pretty good for the most part but i think this game has that it has some of that assassin's creed jank where it's like oh, well, all of these surfaces are attachable or whatever, so we're just going to kind of just throw it to the wind, and when you hit L, you have an idea of what you're probably going to attach to, but there's a good chance that um might attach to something else in the process. If they tightened up that a little bit, tightened up the gunplay, do you guys remember anything about the music? Yes. Whoa. So Spencer's theme is like the only thing that I. Yo. (laughs) But that outside of that, that's it. All right. So I'm gonna be real with you guys. I didn't want to talk about the music because I don't normally listen to video game music, but like, you are tripping, dude. (laughs) Like, all right. Um. So some of the stuff that you you hear in this game is remix of Abana Commando stuff. So I can see if um, you don't know what you're listening or looking for, then you don't necessarily have appreciation for it. But like that theme song and the intro of the game with the piano and like like the 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 uh, menu music. Bro, I hit start real quick. <laughs> the the intro music is mad good, and then there's like the the my issue. Like I think the music in this game is good, but my issue with it is that there's no like. You hit this part and then it starts playing. It's so random. So sometimes, like, because I'm spending a lot more time in environments than you guys are. So, like, it will, uh, a a lot of what you're hearing is just like a, like a movie, like a a big budget action movie, like, uh, style score with a lot of, like, you know, this part is epic or anything like that, right? And that's kind of like whatever. But when they start implementing, like, the remixes of some of the the older the older games, then it like it sounds mad cool. But like I can't figure out how to get it to always play that because there's not like any way you could change it. And a lot of times too, there's like music that once you get into a combat uh, situation, that's all you hear is that music, and that music isn't that good. But nah, because the, the music in this game, in my opinion, is good. It's just they don't do a good enough job of playing the good stuff for you. They don't bring it out to the forefront. Definitely. But yeah, definitely that. And like, but yeah, other than that, it's just like the generic action, action movie stuff. And 
I will I will say, uh, just going on another point, is with the main character, with Spencer, um, I don't really... Uh, he makes a lot of comments and things to make it seem like an action movie. And it kind of seems like I've never played a Uncharted, but it seemed like they were trying to make like a wisecracking, not even like he was making jokes, but like a, like a Nathan Drake S type character where he's like, he's exploring this area and he's like falling. He's like, shit, shit, shit. And you know, all these things. And, but like, I, I don't, I think it's in that respect. I think it is a little soulless, uh, the, the main character. Yeah, he might as well have been Link. However, I do like his look. Uh, his uh, beater and dreads, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, long hair, matted hair, whatever you want to call it. I, I definitely prefer his look in this game, which is like his current like look in the Marvel vs. Capcom games, to his... like old look, which is like hella 90s where he kind of looks like Duke Nukem but with red hair instead of blonde hair. And then he has like short red hair and sunglasses. <laughs> so they they did they did be solid on his appearance. I just don't necessarily like his his uh, how he uh, personality? Yeah, yeah. His personality. Yeah, and I know... I'm coming off as a bad guy for this game that that wasn't entirely my intent <laughs> as as much as that helps but I thought you were going to go in harder I honestly I don't hate the games <laughs> huh I thought you were going to go in harder honestly I considered it one I wanted to but this game is so just middle of the road I'd be doing myself a disservice I don't care if you go hard on it overly angry but like it. honestly like I I I hear everything you're saying. Like, like I'm not like blind enough to say like, no, this game was perfect or anything like that. I just, to me, the things I like about this game outweigh the things that I don't like about this game. So I have enough fun, like literally, like fun. Like I have fun swinging. I have fun using the bionic arm. That that kind of like outweighs some of the issues that I'm having with like. I think combat is kind of crappy. I, I don't necessarily uh, think that the collectible stuff is that, you know, fun or interesting. But, like, getting there is the fun part. You know, like, the adventure is the fun part, not the actual doing that stuff. Yeah, and I can understand that. It's just, it's almost like it comes in one end and then immediately comes out the other where... Like, I know I played through all of this game, or at least the por- portion that we were going to, you know, end up in. But I don't even feel like I played anything in the... Pro- like, it's almost like a meal where I'm not even full. Or, it, like, I barely even acknowledge that I, like, had anything to eat afterwards. Are you saying this is the Taco Bell of video games? <laughs> <laughs> This may very well be. I'm not a big fan of Taco Bell either. Well, I love Taco Bell, so you can get out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I, I, I'd be interested to know how you guys feel about it, and then we can kind of wrap it up, because I don't really know. Is there anything else that we need to 
Nah. I don't think there's really th- anything else we need to touch on. Uh, so yeah, like, how, how are you guys feeling about the game right now? Um, like I said, I I remember liking it a lot more when I played it the first time than I do now. But uh, again, I have a really special place in my heart for just B tier games. So like, this is kind of hitting all the B because like, I, like they don't make video games like this anymore. That's kind of you know where it's just kind of middle of the road. We're just it had bigger not- aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> <delivered> on. <laughs> it was like this is where we want to be. Yeah, and we just didn't quite get to that. Like not, I'm not even saying we didn't quite. We we are nowhere near that bar. But here we are, and take us or leave us, and you know, because like this part of this game, kind of I guess the the quality of it. It, it reminds me of, I don't know if anybody played this game on 360. It came out around the same time. I think it's, it's called Wet. It had, um, God, I'm trying to remember her name now. It had like some like pretty, like decently popular uh, actress in it as like the main character. Nobody? Um, I know what you're talking about. Wasn't Jade Raymond, was it, as far as like somebody who worked on the game? Was it? No, 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 no. There was like so hold on, let me let me like wiki this real quick because I forgot. I remember that being painfully was. mediocre as well. I didn't play it, that but I remember so that scary. being the consensus. Uh, <laughs> Alyssa Dushko. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, she had that that T V show Dollhouse or something like that, I think, but um but anyway, yeah, it, it was kind of the same thing with that game. It was like it had a few things that it just hit and then the rest of everything else around the one or two mechanics was just kind of mediocre. And that's kind of how I feel about uh Bionic Commando, but it's it's still an enjoyable game, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm like looking at other games that came out at the same time frame and like that's just how games were. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't want to excuse it or anything. Like, I don't think it was a good game for 2008, 2009. But, like, there are definitely some games that I'm seeing that it's like, this thing did this thing really well, but these other three things, it did all right. You know? Like, and, and another game that, that Grin did that, uh, I think I talked to you guys about this, they did the game based on Wanted. And then all that game had was just the mechanic of curving bullets. And it was sick. Like, it was super dope. But everything else about it was just mediocre. Be like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's fun to play something like that, like, compared to, I guess, like I said, because I don't, I don't really think there's anything that comes out with, you know, not, not as, I guess not polished, because the game is polished, I guess, but not like... I don't know, I'm trying to figure out a good way to like describe this. I, I think you are onto something though with the, the the your theory about them focusing on multiplayer a little bit longer than than they should have, and they could have like yeah, they could have used that to like clean up some some of the mechanics of the game or flesh out you know even add you know more melee moves and stuff. So, all right, Trevor. Well, how about how about you? How are you feeling so far? Um, I'm having fun with the the bionic arm and the swinging mechanics, all that. But I kind of echo the same sentiments of Greg and Dante. Um, still, it's a fun game, but I will, you know, make some comments on the the actual story. Kind of lack thereof. It, it feels like it's just a 
I guess a continuation of whatever was started previously as far as the story, because there are so many references to past events, like the beginning when he's talking about the guy that, you know, bails him out of prison just so he can toss him back into the war zone. Um, there's, um, what's the guy's name? The one that he says he took the fall for the reason why he went to prison. Super Joe. Yeah. And, and even the girl he runs into mag, um, you know, apparently they've got history, but you really don't know what happened. And so there's a lot of that going on as far as the story. They're, they're introducing uh, characters that were, I guess, you know, introduced in the previous game, but someone playing it for the first time has no idea what history these people had or who these, who these people are. Yeah. And that, that's, I, Part of the issue with that, and that's something that we would need to be aware of moving forward, is like that's just what comes sometimes with picking up a game like that isn't the first in that series or whatever. Not to say that we had to play the original game or anything like that, but that that's something that we've run into. I've thought about a lot with like the games that were taken for fan submissions where somebody suggested, hey, you play part two of this game, and it's like, well what about part one? Like, why can't we just start with the first one, you know, and get that story stuff. And I will say specifically with this game, um, Super Joe or this series, Super Joe and Spencer, I think they're reoccurring characters throughout the entire franchise or series. I'm not aware of mag being, uh, in any other game than this one. I think some of the, uh, well, I guess one of my complaints in this game is that when you, and we didn't really talk about this, but the hacking mechanic, uh, a lot of story is delivered that way instead of through cutscenes or like dialogue. So if you aren't reading this, the hacked stuff, then you don't necessarily get like some of the history and some of the pre this game story. Uh, I don't know if it does a good enough job of explaining it for somebody that hasn't played it, but I also personally don't think that a lot of the stuff that happened before this game is like that like relevant. Like I think it's not necessarily important to know why Spencer's in prison, but this game explains why he's in prison. As you progress through this game, you find out why. Uh, I think the main thing is like uh, saving the government's ass again, uh, as far as saving them from the threat of the bio rain. But I do think the story in this game is kind of just whatever. Like it's not, it's not one of the the pros. I guess we could say this is not like the reason you come and play this game. Yeah, I was gonna say regardless of whether I played any of the other Bionic Commandos or not, from a story perspective. I really doubt that would really curb my opinion. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. All right. Do we have any other closing thoughts for, I guess, the first half? Uh, This is going to be a lot shorter. (laughs) This month is going to be a lot shorter since we're only doing one short game instead of two. So, Any emails? Uh, I was already on top of it. I had it pulled up. Uh, No, no emails. So... Just a friendly reminder. Hey, if you guys got any feedback or 
Any questions you want to ask, go ahead and send us an email at mischeckpoints at gmail.com. Um, just looking for any feedback you guys got. Or, hey, if you want to talk about uh, Black Friday stuff, hey, we're here. Yeah. Uh, I guess might as well hit the other plugs, too. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash mischeckpoints. And then you can like our individual page pages. Mine is uh, just look me up, Marcus Von Dawson. I think that's a lot easier than just spelling my stuff out. So look me out on that. And uh, Twitter, I'm uh, at Potato Salad. Uh, you you can find me. It won't be that hard. I promise. Uh, what about you, Trevor? You can find me at Lyric Unsung. That's a, it. A simple message. Please man. leave a message after the meeting. <laughs> Lyric unsung. All right, uh, Dante. All right, um, I'm going to plug my blog today. So Dante thinks out loud. Dot WordPress. Dot com. And Greg. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Boombox Hero, and on Twitch at. Twitch.tv slash XDRD Magnegro X. And I'm tripping. I completely failed to mention this. Everybody needs to go on our Facebook page on Miss Checkpoints and vote in the poll. Um, we're having the fan submission uh, poll right now. Uh, we got it down to four options. Uh, you guys had sent about 30 games, and we each chose uh, our favorites are the ones we were most interested in individually and entered that into a poll so we have um let's see if i can remember off the top of my head i chose the uh bioshock infinite trevor chose azurus wrath plus all dlc dante chose devil may cry three and greg you chose was it i forgot it was two games I think Gunpoint and Firewatch. Yes, Gunpoint and Firewatch. So you have those four options to vote for. Uh, the polls are open up until... Actually, the polls are open up to the 20th. So by the time this episode comes out, I think there will be one day left. So if you have not placed your vote, make sure to place your vote. And um, we'll reveal the winner, the <clears throat> the winning game on Black Friday, as well as our individual picks for January through April. So be on uh, the lookout for all that information on Black Friday. And is that it? Did we cover everything? I think so. Are we sure this game exists? What game? You're right. And with that, uh, we are going to continue, uh, or we're going to close out uh, and uh, keep playing this non-existent game. So uh, y'all take it easy. Peace. Peace. Peace.